We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in possible. Who you do business with is more important than where they're located. Bank from the comfort of your own home with M-Prize Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory Podcast with Ken Swanson, Craig Stout, and Matt Lane. And now, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory Oh, it's me. Welcome back to another live edition of the KC Laboratory brought to you by Imprise Bank, member FDIC. And guys, let me tell you, Ken Swanson is not here today. He had a hair appointment that he had to get to. But I got to say something, guys. You think it's all fluff when he goes on and on about Imprise Bank and how he uses them and how good they are? No, it is true. He has recently sent me a check to get me to be silent about him ducking our one-on-one basketball game. He is trying to pay me off, but he has sent me a check, and it has the Emprise Bank logo right there on it. He does actually use Emprise Bank, so if it's good enough for Hollywood, it's good enough for you guys. Right, Craig? I mean, like, I, I, I have a couple things, a couple investments here and there. I feel like just because Hollywood's using Emprise that we should fully, like, throw all of our money at them. And just tell him do with do whatever because it's good enough for him. I mean, obviously it's good enough. Maddie, this is a two man show. You know what happens with the two man show, right? Like this every Anything. single time. Doesn't matter which two. This is gonna go for like four hours. Like uh, there, there's a good shot that this is gonna be a record breaker here for us. So um, I'm turning it over to you. Oh, to host, this is and crazy. you're going to take the reins. You're going to lead us everywhere tonight. I am, I am, but a willing passenger. Well, buddy, if I'm in charge, we do know this bad boy is going. It's it's eclipsed in 60 minutes, and we're going to make Kent listen to all 60 minutes of it. Um, so here's the thing: when it's just us two, we we like to dabble in different directions. Sometimes we get really X and O's heavy. Sometimes we actually talk about defense. We we bounce around when it's just us two. Um, it's the off season right now though, right? We're kind of geared in towards a little bit of the slower time, so it seems to be a good time to kind of take a step back, I think, and just look around. We're gonna look around the AFC today, and we're just gonna kind of go team by team in the AFC, do a quick little vibe check from the standpoint of, oh, we're Chiefs fans. We are fans of the r- world champion Kansas City Chiefs right now. What, what are the vibes like? What are the vibes like for us? with the other teams in the AFC 
So as long as you're ready to go, Craig, I think we're ready to kick this bad boy off. Yeah, man, I'm I'm ready to do that. Are we going to lead with our team? Or are we just going to dive into the AFC? Ooh, I didn't even consider doing the Chiefs. So yeah, you know what? No, we're going to end with the Chiefs because we're not doing the AFC West what? first. I'm sorry. I, I have things pulled up already. You can't take me off of my... I'm doing my best, Ken Swanson. I'm reading the prompter. Uh, I have I'm trying to you that curveball, and you handled oh, it masterfully. Subscribe if you guys enjoy the show. Make sure you leave a five-star review. Take a drink, because I'm filling in for Ken Swanson. But leave it. Everyone, right now, multitask. Go to iTunes. Go somewhere. Go, you know, with Spotify. Wherever you listen, leave a five-star review and tell us, word for word, how you feel about the cheeseburger scale. We need your input with this. We desperately need input and feedback on the cheeseburger. People hate the cheeseburger scale, Maddie. They, I don't, they hate it. They don't understand it. They don't like, we know, I, you know exactly how people feel about the cheeseburger. Well, I need to explain it again. No, please do okay. not. Let's, we don't need to lose any more listeners. Okay. So uh, let's just go ahead and dive in. Okay. We'll start with the AFC East. <laughs> we'll start with the AFC East and the Buffalo Bills. So just a real quick uh, kind of, Miniature recap here. They lost Tremaine Edwins, a line, they're one of their starting linebackers, their Mike linebacker this past season, Isaiah McKenzie, and Devin Singletary. Two, three guys that played a lot. But they have added Damian Harris, Taylor Rapp, and then, you know, they went through their draft in which, you know, they added Dalton Kincaid and they got Osiris Torrance to start on the interior. What are the vibes like for the Buffalo Bills right now for you, Craig? I feel like the vibes are a little bit of desperation. I don't know that I'm getting that vibe necessarily from anybody, but maybe, and I don't it may not even be Stefan Diggs here, but it, it does seem like the pressure is on him. He knows the number of years that he has left in, you know, his contract in his career. It feels like there's a sense of urgency here. Josh Allen is not going to get cheaper. These contracts are coming down the pipe. They've got to figure out how to get over the hump. And there for a little while, they were very clearly the second best team in the AFC. And they had 13, they were 13 seconds away from going to an AFC championship game and finally defeating the Chiefs in the playoffs. Now you've got other teams that are in contention. You are not seeing the Buffalo Bills take those giant strides forward. You know, you're not seeing them make a whole lot of big moves to help close this out. Yes, they've got guys that are really good on that roster. I'm not trying to say that they don't have talent, but it seems like they're just kind of trying to, you know, keep guys in-house, uh, rely on the veterans to do their thing. Hopefully Von Miller is healthy because that pass rush was not good last year. The vibes, honestly, it, it feels like if it doesn't happen this year, there's going to be some blow it up calls for for you know i don't know about fans but certainly national media there because they will have failed to do it yet again i i see where you're coming from um i actually had anxious uh down is kind of what uh, yeah. i think you gotta be i don't know if they're quite desperate yet because like you said they are kind of relying on a lot of the same guys they they were okay losing a player here or there they brought back essentially the same kind of team they're gonna rely on their veterans and their same team some maybe evolution along the offense that'll help them come playoff time. So I don't know if they're desperate yet, but when you're if you're a Bills fan or even the Bills and you're sitting there, the Chiefs have now won two Super Bowls and been to three recently. The Cincinnati Bengals, sorry, Fraud Goals have proven that they can beat you when it matters as well. You're close to falling behind this top dog race. You're close to finding yourself looking on the outside of this top end AFC teams 
that are competing for the Super Bowl year in and year out, and you haven't really proven that you are ready to compete or to beat them yet. I understand they were close, but they haven't done it when it matters. So I think they got to be big time anxious. And uh, if if it doesn't work this year, then I think that's where you either have to go into desperation and just throw caution into the wind, kind of like the Rams did, and just buy guys at the you know, despite throwing caution into the wind for your future. Or you have to blow it up and kind of restart. So yeah, I think this is kind of the last year they can really, really try this this unit that they have. Yeah, and when you look at their roster, uh, they have a big hole that they lost at linebacker. They didn't really address it in a big way. I think there were a lot of guesses that that would happen. Instead, Dorian Williams was added to the roster there. They, They don't have a guy that they can really count on. I'm looking very specifically at that cornerback room. And I know that they just got done spending a first-round pick last year on Kyra Elam. Kyra Elam got benched. He was not good last season. They are expecting him to take some serious strides there, and they desperately need him to. Trey White, very good player. Not a very, very good player. Jordan Poyer, good player. Micah Hyde, good player. But Teron Johnson pretty decent nickelback, and then you've got Kyrie Elam out there. you got two weaknesses in your secondary against the Chiefs specifically, and that's a tough thing to overcome. Chiefs and Bengals, both. I shouldn't exclude the fraud goals from that conversation. That's a tough out. They didn't add a guy. They didn't try and shore up that passing defense, and so I think that that, they, that really does is going to spell their fate a little bit in the playoffs just because they're going to have to rely on those guys. Kyrie Elam has to take a giant step forward where I think that they are on the outside looking in again. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we don't need to spend too much more time on the Bills. We do have like 15 other teams to get to, but I, I agree with you. You're looking at a corner position that doesn't have a, a secondary as a whole. That All the leaders are veterans that maybe aren't playing their best football anymore. All of their veteran leadership, all of their best players in the secondary are maybe on the downside of what their career might be at this point in time. So who's stepping up back there? Their pass rush is kind of has been good. It's a lot of good players, but the clearly the key guy there was Von Miller, who again is an aging player. So what is the where is the influx of talent on that defense to kind of be the guys? I don't know. I, I think they got to be a little anxious right now, looking at how good the rest of the AFC is. Next, we are going to the New England Patriots. Oof. They finished second in the AFC East, so they are up next. It's yeah, and I understand it too. They have lost wide receiver Jacoby Myers, um, tight end John Smith. I guess that counts as a big deal. Uh, running back Damian Harris. But they added Mike Gesicki, Juju Smith-Schuster, and as of right now, I do believe Riley Reef is slated to start at offensive tackle. So uh, vibe that one out, Craig. Uh, I mean, I I guess maybe biding time is is that what the is that the vibe that's kind of here. I think the Patriots know that Mac Jones is what he is. Uh, he's hit his ceiling, I think. And I don't think that Bill Belichick is particularly committed to this man. Now, they do actually have an offensive coordinator this year. That will matter. Uh, maybe that will bring some stability to the quarterback room. But I think that they're just Biden time trying to build up this defense a little bit. I really love the Christian Gonzalez ad. I, I love that move. I it, even Keon White is a player that I think is going to fit really well with what, you know, the Bill Belichick wants to do. 
feels like they're trying to load up because they know the Bills are about as all in as you can get, and the Dolphins are way more all in than you know the Patriots are. Feels like Bill knows he's got plenty of job security. Let's just sit, let's just hang, and let's just let this play out and go get our quarterback next year and try and build this up with the young roster. Justin, we are live. We are currently live right now. I just wanted to throw that out there for you. Um, for me, Hail Mary is, I think, the vibes around New England. They bought, they brought Bill O'Brien back. And I actually, I think it's a good move. I think, one, getting an offensive coach and not mm-hmm. Joe Judge and Matt Patricia coaching the offense is probably smart. But I think Bill Belichick is feeling a weird amount of pressure to be even good without Tom Brady. Like, I agree he is one of the best, if not the best head coach, yeah. of best coach of all time. But the resume without Tom Brady isn't that good. It's not that stellar right now. The impact is still there, but the, the track record isn't. So I think he's feeling some pressure to prove he can do it without Tom Brady, without that specific kind of system. And so I think you're seeing with a Juju Smith-Schuster, a Mike Kosicki, you're going to see a little bit of a change of this offense. And I don't know if that's going to fit Mac Jones' play style the best. He's at his best at Bama actually throwing play action, and then heavy deep balls, a lot of vertical shots, and that's not a Gasicki or a Smith-Schuster type game. So I'm interested to see how it all fits together, but I think they're trying stuff offensively to get back on track. So I, I think they're in a Hail Mary stance because I don't I don't think Bill Belichick's ready for a complete rebuild. So they kind of got to figure out where they're going from here, and so maybe they hit on something here, maybe they don't, but like I think they're kind of down to their last shot with this uh, group or maybe even this coaching staff. I think so, That's too. The- I will say this before we get off of it. That defense sure. is going to be good. I love that defense. They should I be. I love these yeah. players. I really love that defense. All right. Up next, the Miami Dolphins, who lost the aforementioned Mike Kosicki and Hunter Long in a trade for Jalen Ramsey. Um, they also added chosen Robbie Anderson and one of your favorites, David Long. What are yeah. your vibes around, around Miami? Boy, um... All, I mean, I said it all. It's all in. Like, this is it. It has to happen this year. They have loaded up so many big contracts. They've loaded up so many players. They have pushed all of the chips to the middle of the table, and they are saying, we believe Tua and Mike McDaniel, maybe to a greater extent, can make this happen for this offense. When he was healthy last year, it was good. It really was. Uh, you know, he he looked good. Mike McDaniel looked good. That vertical passing offense was really good. But they didn't really finish the season the way that they wanted to due to injury and playing Skylar Thompson at a certain point. It comes down to Tua's health. It comes down to them pushing the chips all the way in. I, I, honestly, this is one where I truly believe there are going to be significant cap casualties if they don't win this year, because they have to make a move. They have to win. That ownership group is all the way in. And if they don't do it again, hell, if they miss the playoffs, heads will roll. Shout out to you, Justin. Thank you, sir. Let's go. Um, I am going to go with um, Puff Puff Pass, and that fits, one, Mike <laughs> McDaniel's antics on the sideline. Two, the hype for this team is being passed around like crazy right now. Everybody thinks that they are the next thing. Everybody thinks they're ready to take that big step around with some of the moves they've made. So it makes sense to feel that way. It's just they're the hot thing right now. They're the thing that everybody wants a little bit of a piece of at this point in time. And 
Mike, even even their head coach is a lot of fun. He's everyone's favorite head coach besides the guy of their favorite football team. Everyone's favorite head coach is Mike McDaniel. So I, I get it. Um, I get why everybody likes the team right now. It's just there's a lot of hype coming in, and it it, it better hold up for them. It really has to because I think you're getting close to – they're not a super team, but you're getting close to that same feeling of the super team that the Eagles had there that one year where they brought in all those veteran free agents like the Nomni Asimovs and everybody else at once, and then it fell flat. I feel like they're close. They're close to that point, and that will be bad. Finally, the New York Jets. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first with this. Yeah. What in the? Yeah, because they have been held a hostage by Aaron Rodgers. They literally have a complete. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna. I don't want to say too many negative things about a man. They just have a wild, wild card holding the entire team hostage right now at the quarterback position, who forced his way onto the team who forced a bunch of moves around them, and they have a lot of eggs in that basket. Buddy, it better work, because if not, that thing's going to go down. It's going to go down fast. It's going to go down hard. It's not going to be good. No. Uh, uh, man, I, uh, I was going to say psychotropic, just because, like, that that's, <laughs> that's how it feels. Like, I could see it going any way, in any way, any sort of crazy with this team. Aaron Rodgers could show up with Nathaniel Hackett, lock in. That defense is legit. He could turn this turn this offense around. Hell, they were a much better team than they had any business being with Zach Wilson doing whatever the hell he was doing, Mike White being their most competent quarterback last year, Joe Flacco. Like, they were running through a lot of dudes there, and they were still competitive in a lot of games, largely because of their defense. Now, all of a sudden, if you just get functional quarterback play, let alone high-level quarterback play, they could go out and be one of the best teams in the league. I truly believe that. A lot of young guys, a lot of good defenders. I really love the makeup of this team. Simultaneously, if Aaron Rodgers falls apart, this team is going to spiral bad. We saw it happen last year. If you see them give up all of these assets, all of this money, Aaron Rodgers comes in. It it could be a Russell Wilson-like syndrome where it's just so toxic and it just blows the entire organization apart. There is such a wide range of outcomes with this Jets roster here, and it is entirely based on the quarterback himself. Well, I want to say, I think the defense might take a step back this year. They didn't play a strong strength of schedule offensively True. last year when they were lighting people up. So there's room for the defense to regress a bit. But I I do think Rodgers has a good year. I think he actually holds them together for this year. I just don't know if it's enough to win. And then what does it look like after that? I don't know. We'll find out later. We're also going to find out about the AFC North after this quick break. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Oh, we are back. Vibe checking the AFC. The AFC North is up next, but first, you're here. So like, subscribe, leave a comment. Tell us what you think the vibes are for every team as we go through. You know, if you know you guys start leaving your vibes for the teams as we go through them in the comments, some of them might get some shout-outs because I like we got a lot of work here. Um, the Cincinnati fraud goals are up next. They have lost Jesse Bates, Von Bell, Eli Apple, and Samaj P. Ryan, and Hayden Hurst. Those guys actually all kind of started. But they did yeah. add Orlando Brown Jr. They added Nick Scott. They and uh, that's probably about it that matters. Um, I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just that's, right. that's what matter that they added. So what are your vibes about this fraud goals team right now? I actually feel pretty good about them confident how about confident will be the vibe for that not just because you know they they carry themselves with that kind of confidence i feel i feel like they should feel confident they've done a pretty good job building this team they've got to pay the piper here in a couple more years with a number of players they're in their window and they are competitive every single year for the past two years now I think they'll be competitive again this year, and I think they have reason to believe they're confident. I like the players that they added. Yes, I know Orlando Brown Jr. I I know that there are some Chiefs pass rushers that are going to be licking their lips in the AFC Championship game when these two inevitably meet again. But I really like the Miles Murphy edition. I really like the DJ Turner edition. I really like even the the Charlie Jones edition. Like, they, they... drafted well on top of adding some guys at some positions that they clearly needed to upgrade. Yeah, they lost some dudes, but I don't feel like I don't feel like Hayden Hurst was the guy that was the difference maker on this team. And so them letting him go to go get paid, it's fine. They're confident. They should be confident, just probably not as confident as Kansas City. Fraudulent. That's the vibe around New Wingles. Yeah. They are fraudulent. They are. I think they are closer to the cliff than a lot of people want to realize because a lot of people on the surface see what Craig just said. And I agree with, if I remove my, you know, fun fraud goals hat for a moment, I agree with the majority of what he said. They should be confident the way they play is going to be offensively will be consistent year to year. I think Orlando Brown Jr. is a great fit for that offense. I think it will go well. However, I think, What's made them so good has been their defense and what Big Lou has done. And when you lose like this entire secondary over the past two, flatline chili. That's that's what you are after you eat it. To be honest, um, 
But what Big Lou's done with that defense, I'm just a little nervous losing a Jesse Bates and a Von Bell. And like they were able to keep their linebackers for now, but how much longer? It's just, I think they're eking ever closer to the edge of this defense of workmen like, not exactly Jags, but kind of Jag plus players combining together to make this stellar playoff single game great defense. I'm almost afraid it's 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 a one step away. They are teetering on the cliff there, so I could see a chance where it does tumble down pretty big on that side of the ball sooner rather than later, and then that puts a lot of pressure on an offense for an organization that doesn't really love to pay people. How many guys can they pay? So I just I think they're closer to falling back and regressing than a lot of people want to admit. But I mean, I still think there's a lot of confidence they should have. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers have lost. Cameron Sutton, safety Terrell Edmonds, linebacker Devin Bush, but have brought in wide receiver Allen Robinson, guard Isaac Sumalo, and cornerback Patrick Peterson. Ah, uh, old? I don't, I don't know what to do with this. Oh, the Kenny Pickett is the quarterback, so yeah. Yeah, I, I almost said tiny hands. I, I mean, it, it, it really feels like a very aging roster it's not that old obviously they got guys like you know Cameron Hayward that are really old in football years there it doesn't feel like they've done a good job reloading this team and I I don't know exactly what the plan is yes they got you know Kenny Pickett some help with Broderick Jones I, I really like that move Darnell Washington another tight end in Pittsburgh he'll probably be good and I I mean but they don't have a lot of pass catchers that you trust. George Pickens is very much a roller coaster right now. Boom or bust. You get so is Deontay Johnson. And then now you've got Allen Robinson in the mix. Like you can't count on any of those dudes. Kenny Pickett, not good last year. So expecting him to be anything more than what he was last year, I, I just don't know. And then that defense is just old. It's getting old and older. And I just, I don't know how they compete. Cut to Mike Tomlin getting this team to 500 somehow, literally any way possible. Yeah, that's um, that's the trick. I mean, my vibe's Canada for Matt Canada because, like, this team is still run by Matt Canada, right? That's yeah. That's a problem. That offense doesn't work. That offense barely worked in college. It's not working in the NFL right now, and it's really oh, he's still back. There? I just I don't I, know. I, I my oh, it's the Steelers. They love consistency. They love stability. So I think they're trying to maintain that throughout as long as they can, right? And I guess I get the concept of what they're going for, but man, I think it's really hard to just hold on to that and see real progression for this team. So I do think you'll see strides, and I think that's really what it is. They want they're. The vibe is, please give us some growth. They need to see positive steps. I just don't know if I have a ton of faith. I don't see where the the new is coming defensively. Where are they now going to be better defensively than they were before? I don't know. I don't exactly see it. So now we're saying, okay, now the offense has to do it, and that means Matt Canada's leading this offense with Kenny Pickett. I, Gross. Anti-confidence is where this is taking me. Anti-confidence. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird spot for them. So next, It is. It's the polar opposite of the Steelers. It really is. You look at the roster, you're like, who's going to step up and make a play outside of TJ Watt? And, uh, you know, they're just older. Maybe it's consistency to a fault. 
is the vibe with that. Stick with guys a little too long and don't move on quickly enough. Up next is the Cleveland Browns, or as some like to call it, Fancy Cincinnati. Um, They have lost Kareem Hunt, John Johnson, Jadavion Clowney, and they have and their best quarterback last year, Jacoby Brissett. And they have added Dalvin Tomlinson. They have added Juan Thornhill, Elijah Moore, Jordan Atkins, who is oddly a decent ad. Um, they also recently traded for Zadarius Smith. So they, they've made some additions here. Well, they did. They what did. are the lives for the Browns? Still bad. Um, oh, I don't. Okay. I really. I like all those moves. The guy under center looked like a guy that hadn't played football in a year and then didn't make growth throughout the year. I, I, I don't know. With all the hoopla around him, and there's constantly going to be this big gray cloud following him around. I, I wonder if it's too much. If that's if he's never going to recapture what he had before. So if Deshaun Watson isn't playing up to snuff, this this team is dead in the water. Yeah, Nick Chubb is awesome, but we've seen what this offense looks like when you turn around and hand the ball off to Nick Chubb 40 times. Like, it, it's fine, but it doesn't win games. The defense has some pieces. I actually really like the fact that they've got Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith lining up opposite of each other. That will be a scary pass rush duo. Well, they've had scary pass rush duos before. Like, I just, I don't see them getting over the line with this squad. I just really don't. And I think significant improvement has to happen in the quarterback position. Significant improvement has to happen in the back end there. Like, Grant Delpit is still going to end up being a starter here. Grant Delpit and Juan Thornhill. I love Juan. Don't get me wrong. There's a recipe for disaster with those two in the middle of your field there. So, I just have a lot of questions about the Browns. I think they're still going to be bad. Okay, this is a two-parter. Um, I think my first vibe is quarterback, removing the quarterback. I think it's promising as hell. I think this team outside of the quarterback right now looks really good. They came in, they uh, got rid of their defensive coordinator and uh, brought in Jim Schwartz. And I, you know, maybe not my favorite defense ever, but you can clearly see why it works when it works. And the Browns kind of have the players to make that work. They have a really good quarterback room. They have two edge rushers that when they're clicking, when Zadarius is clicking, Miles is always good. When Zadarius Smith is on, putting him in that defense across from Miles Garrett and with these other guys, that's really good. So you have corners, decent safety play, not stellar, but decent safety play, really good pass rush, good guys to cover. That defense looks good. Then you flip to the other side. We know their offensive line is good. Nick oh. Chubb, plus that offensive line, is one of the better rushing attacks in the league right now. And then they have a capable wide receiver room. David Njoku for a tight end started stepping up. There's a lot of stuff that there's so much promise and potential on this team. They really should be good. And then you got to get to the quarterback, who has a ton of talent. But the thing there is knocking off ring rust, question mark, because he looked really bad last year. Really bad. I, I, listen... I have notoriously said I think Deshaun Watson's overrated and he just threw a bunch of YOLO balls when his team was losing in the t with Houston and that got people excited. I don't think he's t bad. I don't think he's as bad as he was last year. I just think he got overrated. I don't think he was ever in the Mahomes, Josh Allen stratosphere that people tried to put him in. Um, so what does he look like if he can get rid of that rust? If he can come back out here and he can play back to the level he was, which is a top 10, a comfortably a top 10 quarterback, maybe pushing, maybe the top five, this seems a legitimate contender to me. I really think they're there. 
I just don't know if Watson's that guy. He wasn't last year, and I, I don't believe that he's going to be. I just look at this division, and I think the Bengals are clearly better, and we're mm-hmm. about to get to the other team that I think is clearly better. And so, yes, I, I understand what you're saying. Deshaun Watson returns to his prime form. Are we sure the Bengals are still better? Um, I got to see that defense. I got to see what that defense looks like this year before I'm willing to before right now. Yes. I'm going to say that. Yes. I, I do. I do really like what the Browns have done again. I have more questions about the safety room than you do. And the linebackers, especially that linebacker group is not good. They got Jacques. They're good. Like I said, that linebacker room is not good. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Up next is final team, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they really, they lost Calais Campbell and Chuck Clark, I guess. The Ben Powers, like they lost some guys, but nobody huge there. They added Odell Beckham Jr., Nelson Aguilar, Zay Flowers. I'll go ahead and add him in there too. Um, so I'm going to start this off. My vibes are, nah, not into it. I think that we are way overhyping a Ravens team that I have said for the past two years, and I think it's proven out to be true a little bit. They're clearly less talented than they used to be. This team is clearly not the same talent that it was a couple years ago when everybody, when one Lamar Jackson was having an MVP candidate season, or was the MVP, when they were coming in hot, when they were a competitive team, when they were really competing to be a player, this team isn't that talented. Even outside of Lamar Jackson and an offense that's beating the brakes off of all these other defenses that don't know what to expect, this team isn't that good anymore. So yeah, you're putting a lot of pressure on better receiving options, Greg Roman being out for who I assume is going to be a better offensive coordinator in Munkin. I like that, but then it comes down to, do I think this team's ever actually going to throw the ball around everybody in the NFL? No, I don't I don't have that fear of Lamar Jackson. So less talented defense, less talent across the board, and now all of a sudden a lot of pressure is being put probably onto Lamar's arm. I mean, he'll still run. Munkin will still run, but I don't know. I'm just not feeling it the same way a lot of people are. I'm not buying in. You have to. Sh- you, I, I'll believe it. Or sorry, I'll see it when I believe it. I mean, okay. I'm gonna run down the wide receivers that led the Ravens last year. And granted, 12 games of Lamar Jackson, you know, four games of Tyler Huntley there. So take it with a grain of salt. But Mark Andrews led him with 847 yards. Mark Andrews still good, still there. Number two. Demarcus Robinson with 458 yards. Number three, Devin Duvernay with 407 yards. Yes, I understand saying that this team is overrated. And, you know, maybe you know, it, people are blowing up the pass catchers a little more. Odell Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, and Nelson Aguilar as your guys, your top four, are way better receiving options. So even if you are relying on Lamar to huck the ball around a little bit more, those guys are going to do more with less so my aspect of this i'm calling him a sleeper which i know you know people are blowing this team up they're saying that they're back and all of this this team was 10 and 7 without good pass catchers last year and with their star quarterback being hurt and i tyler huntley damn near beat the Bengals in the playoffs like this was this was a team that gave one of these teams that we were super confident about everything they can handle. Now you got Todd Munkin. Now you've got Lamar coming back. I actually thought that he looked even better last year than we'd seen him. I thought that he had actually made some strides last year before he got hurt. I fully believe that this team is ready 
for prime time, and they're such a unique offense. And they got Todd Munkin in there as well. I think they are going to be very difficult. I will not be surprised if they are contending for the one seed late in the year. And I don't think that anybody, I think everybody's just kind of saying, okay, the Bengals are coming out of this division. Chiefs are going to be up at the top of their division. The Bills are going to be up at the top of their division. I think the Ravens are going to be competing from a win-loss regular season perspective with those teams. I think the Browns will finish the better record than the Ravens. Moving on to the AFC South. Let's start can with the Tennessee Titans. Can we, can we do that? Yes. Yes, we can. We, we will figure something out. We will come back. We will report back next week, everybody. Um, the Titans have lost <clears throat> Taylor Lewan, Robert Woods, Nate Davis, Randy Bullock, David Long, Demarcus Walker, and Bud Dupree. But don't worry. They have added Arden Key, Sean Murphy Bunting, Daniel Brunskill, Andre Dillard, and Aziz Al-Shahir. So, vibes. What in the heck are the Tennessee Titans doing? I don't know. They took Will Levis early enough that you can't even say they're tanking for Caleb. Um, I don't know what this team is doing. I don't know how it's going to play out. I can't really question Vrabel too much. He takes a bunch of he takes a bunch of mismatched guys and shoves them out there, and it works. He's the Vrabel's the Eric Spolstra of the NFL. He just takes his god awful team and drags them into the playoffs on the back of Derrick Henry. And then now they don't have, you know, they don't have a Jimmy Butler to put them over the top here, but he just kind of drags them along. So like, I guess I can't question Vrabel too much, but man, this team's outlook is weak. Uh, yeah, I'm going to call this one mayonnaise. That's, that's my offseason vibe for the type is mayonnaise. And not just because of Will Levis putting a whole bunch of mayo in the coffee, not just because the Tennessee Titans are just, they wear mayonnaise covered uniforms it's just a lot of milk drinkers well it's just a bland team a lot of milk drinkers just such a bland team i don't see a way that this team and granted they're playing in a bad division i don't see a way that this team competes in a realistic way i feel like they're going to hang around for too long this season and then they're going to end up missing the playoffs right near the end of the season and it's going to be entirely because of mike Vrabel, like just getting those guys to buy in play his way but his way, as we've seen recently, is not enough. Like, it it gets you sustained success, but it also places you in a position where you can't draft a quarterback, you can't acquire a quarterback with the assets that you have, you can't make big, splashy moves for, you know, defensive ends, trying to get guys that are going to be just elite players. I love Peter Skoronsky. I think he's got a chance to be an all-pro guard. That is a mayonnaise move it absolutely is he's gonna slot in there and be great as a guard let him play tackle that's fine and he will be fine as a tackle that's your big move that's your hallmark thing that you're hanging this offseason on that's just such it's such a blah move to me there's a thing put some mayonnaise in ty j spears acl scar tissue holding his knee together i guess um indianapolis colts um, all right, we don't need to talk about who they added and who they lost because here it is. The Vibes AR-15, it's Anthony Richardson working with Shane Steichen and the absolute blast that's going to come with that. If this defense can even remain 80% that's physical and just kind of gritty as they were in the past under Eberflus and then I guess like under kind of that whole coaching tree before, that's going to be a, a little bit of fun. They're going to be they're going to be a fun team to keep an eye on. They're going to fight a little bit and I do think Steichen with Anthony Richardson is going to be so much fun. They have some good receiving options for him, plus Jonathan Taylor. Like, 
I think there's a lot there to really start building around. So I, I like this team's trajectory moving forward. And I think Steichen's going to be a really good coach for them. Oh, yeah. Fun. Fun is the vibes coming out of there. They finally got a fun quarterback in Indianapolis with a fun offensive coordinator. They are going to go read our dude Zach Hicks's stuff that he's doing right now on Empty Theory and how St- Shane Steichen is going to use it and work with, you know, AR to make that happen. It's going to be so much fun. The other part of this, you're not going to be able to keep them off the field by running the ball because that run defense is still elite. Yeah, pass defense needs some work. Gus Bradley coming back here another year. We'll see what happens there. But I really like the young pieces that they have. I really like the growth that they can show. I don't expect them to do anything major this year, but I do expect them to be really fun this year. Up next, the Houston Texans, uh, who have uh, lost Brandon Cook, and they have added Dalton Schultz. And this article I'm reading has a bunch of names that don't make sense here, so I think there's articles full of typos. So I'm going to stick with just those two, that one loss and one addition here. Um, The Texans. Vibes? Question mark? Next year. That's that's what the vibes are. Like, we can go ahead and fast forward through this because you're just getting C.J. Stroud some experience. You're just getting Will Anderson some experience, and you're going to see where the future takes you. This year is going to be pretty much a wash. Like, I I mean, C.J. Stroud's not throwing to anybody. It's Nico Collins, John Mechie third, and Robert Woods, the ghost of Robert Woods. So, like, that's not something that's going to be great. They do have holes on that offensive line. This defense is not good. Like, uh, Derek Stingley's really good. I actually like Jalen Petrie quite a bit as well. And then, obviously, I really like Will Anderson Jr. But those three guys, you're putting a lot on their shoulders. They are young players. Wait until next year. Just get them some reps, grow, spend the money to build the team around Stroud next year with the guys that you want. It makes sense. Just get them reps this year. Yeah, um, I it's a puzzle, right? And so when I do a puzzle, I like to sit. The first thing I do is separate all the edge pieces and all the middle pieces, and it's the most boring part of doing the puzzle. My kids hate it. They, I'm, and so when I'm doing the puzzle like that, my kids like to kick me out for some reason because they don't want to separate the edge pieces and the middle pieces together. And that's that's what the Texans are doing, right? They're starting a puzzle, and they need to figure out how this is going to work. They need to figure out how it all goes together. They're doing the boring. They're separating the edge pieces. They're separating the middle pieces before they even start putting this puzzle together. And that's where they are. And I mean, like putting together a puzzle, apparently my camera setup right now is also like a puzzle. I need to go fix it. So catch you guys again after this break. You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding 
or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Oh, and we are back. Like, subscribe, comment, tell us about the cheeseburger scale. You can yell about my camera if you want. It just keeps periodically disconnecting. It's a lot of fun. I finally get a chance to I finally get my one shot, my one opportunity, and technology is trying to hold me down again. I think AI out there is talking. They are speaking. It's a coup. They're trying to take me out. They know that I am too powerful for it. They want to keep me down. That is where we are currently at right now. Craig, don't talk. That's what's happening. We are moving on to the vibes of the AFC West, the time we have all been waiting for. Let's also, start. Addy, I don't mean to tread on your hosting duties, but do you want to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Oh, did I just skip them afterwards? No, I don't. Okay. Hey, my vibes for them are Dougie P. He's going to take that team places again. They're going to be fun. Okay, no, no. I no no I do have Jaguar sakes. I now understand why we were delayed. I got thrown off by my camera. Um, good vibes, good vibes of the Jaguars. I think they're actually going in a really good direction. Um, they did lose some lose some key pieces, but getting Calvin Ridley back after the betting scandal is uh, yeah, you know that is that is what it is. That's going to be good for them. Hopefully, hopefully he can return to his form. Um, but I think this team's going the right direction. Doug Peterson's a really really good head coach. I really like him. I think that he's trending the right way. Watching Doug Peterson coach in the playoffs, he understands modern football. He knows when to be. He's not just Brandon Staley just throwing a potato salad at the wall and hoping it counts as being aggressive at the right time. I think Doug Peterson actually gets it. And he's like, oh, I'm overmatched versus the Chiefs. Let me throw a bunch of screens, be super aggressive when it calls for it, and try to figure this out. So I think they're going in the right direction. I, I actually have a lot of confidence in the direction this team is going. The problem is... They're the Jaguars, and they're in the AFC with a lot of other really good teams. So, like, what happens if it doesn't work quickly? They're going They're going to win the AFC South, and I think they're going to win it going away. They have a little more confidence. They have a little more knowledge of what Doug wants to do. They know who they are now. Like, I really feel like last year, about middle of the season, they went, oh, this is what we can be. And you saw them grow and build upon that. So... I, I really do believe that they are going to be good this year. They're going to be a playoff team for the next little while. I truly believe that. I just don't know that they're going to be able to ever really take it to any of these top three teams, but they got just as much right to it as anybody else in that second tier of the AFC. All right. So now we can go to the AFC West. Now it is time for the AFC West, also known as the Kansas City Chiefs division. And I say that not just because they are in it, but because they own it. They are at the top of it year in and year out. It belongs to them. It is their personal property. They pay taxes on it. All yeah. of that. Las Vegas Raiders. I the Vibes? Question? Uh, uh, pay, bad Patriots. That's, that's, that's what my vibes are for this team. I mean, Devontae Adams is still there, and it doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball. He's going to be pretty good. He was good last year with Derek Carr. Jimmy G is going to go out. He's going to run Josh McDaniels' this offense 
to a fault. And I, you know, we've seen what Jimmy G looks like running Kyle Shanahan's offense. He can be fine, too good. I don't believe that Josh McDaniels is on the same level as Kyle Shanahan. Then you flip over to the defensive side, and man, there's there's some guys over there that I have a lot of questions about. Tyree Wilson's a very good football player playing with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. That pass rush is good enough. The linebackers aren't. The corners aren't. The safeties aren't. And so what good's a pass rush if nobody can cover, if nobody can really do anything? We've seen Andy Reid manipulate those guys in the past. I just don't have any confidence that they're going to be anything but a worse version of the Jimmy Garoppolo Patriots. Um, this team is the vibe is Josh McDaniel. Um, and that's because it's his team. He is what this team is. He's bringing in all these guys. He's familiar with it. All these guys that will run his system. All these guys that I don't want to say are yes men necessarily, but guys that are going to buy fully into what he's teaching. Um, it's guys that are going to do it his way, which is the Patriots way. And so you're essentially trying to get, you know, New England West and so many other teams have tried this. It hasn't worked. Yada, yada, yada. I think Josh McDaniels is a very bright offensive mind. I think he has developed a system that works very well. Obviously it works the best with Tom Brady, but we have seen it work with other quarterbacks who can operate in a similar fashion. Garoppolo is one of those guys. So I could actually see this working a little bit better than it did with Derek Carr. I think it's a little tricky that it sounds like they're going to lose Hunter Renfro. It sounds like he might be some kind of casualty here if they can't find... I mean, he's got to be cut. It's too late to trade him, I think, like for a yeah. while. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where they go. Offensive line isn't great. It's just this team is Josh McDaniels. They're going to... He is going to... They are going to win or lose the same way he wins or loses, and he's on a fast track to finding himself permanently as an assistant coach, or maybe he can carve out his ability to be head coach. I don't... I don't know which way it's going. I think with the Raiders and the way it looks right now, it's going to be bad. Um, but it's just, it's very New Englandy, but without the Bill Belichick also getting hooked up with Tom Brady early on kind of situation. All right. Denver Broncos. Uh, <laughs> Draymond Jones, Graham Glasgow. Uh, they have added a fair amount of guys. They have added Ben Powers, Mike McGlinchey, Zach Allen, Samaje Pirine, and... Sean hated vibes to this. I'm going to start. You start. Won't for it all. Going for broke. Just like the Saints do every single year where they're somehow moving all their money into void years and kicking the can down the road. They say, hey, we can compete every year. Eventually, this will catch up to us, but not while I'm alive. And that is what the Broncos are apparently settling into now. They are bringing in a bunch of Peyton guys to run his kind of offense the way he wants to run it. They're going to see if Russell Wilson can do it because they have had he has had success with Drew Brees in the past. I admire them. I applaud them for finding a direction they want to go, sticking to it, double, triple, quadrupling down on it, and saying this is Sean Payton's team and we're going to do it the Sean Payton way. I think that doesn't work. It's not going to work in the AFC. I think it works in the NFC right now because it's a little bit weaker and it hasn't. The NFC has not been as stacked as the AFC is right now during the Saints' run of playing it this way that Sean Payton kind of started. Um, so I just I think it's going to crash and burn, but I do applaud them for trying. I it, continue to be bad. The best thing that the Denver Broncos had last year was Evero, their defensive coordinator. 
they let him go. They let him go find another job somewhere else and hired Vance Joseph, who is coming off the Cardinals, coaching them. Before that, he was the head coach of the Denver Broncos. None of those defenses were particularly good. They needed a guy to come out and be able to hold down the defensive side of the ball because the offensive side was so poor to watch that it made that defense want to quit. Evero held them together, fully held them together. Now you've got Sean Payton coming in there. I said he's going to come in with an iron fist and make sure that everything's handled with Russell Wilson. He's not going to get away with all the stuff that he's doing before. And I Listen, the, I don't think that Russell Wilson is tailor-made for this Payton offense, this Joe Lombardi offense. I don't think it is at all. I like the receivers. I like the offensive weapons. That hasn't changed from last year. I feel like they've done a better job with their offensive line this year, but it's it's not going to matter. There's going to be butting heads between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. I think we see Jared Stidham this season. I fully believe that. Because Jared Stidham's going to show up and he's going to run exactly what Joe Lombardi wants him to do and be a robot in that regard. We've seen what Joe Lombardi wants. Russell Wilson is not going to want to do that. And I think that there are going to be some clashes. I'm going to be able to see it very much firsthand. It is going to be wonderful. But I think this team continues to be bad. I think that's the most likely outcome. I just... I'm applauding them for not just sitting in the cellar and just accepting that they made a bad trade for Russell Wilson and trying to buy time. Sure. I think going to get Sean Payton and buying into his way that worked with the Saints, it, it's it's a risky move, but I at least think it is like it's similar to the Rams, and I just don't think it's gonna work. And like they're just throwing it all on the table and saying, please work, we're following a plan. So I do applaud them for that, but I ultimately think it fails. Chargers, the also known as the offseason champions, five and a half years running. They have added linebacker Eric Kendricks. They have lost Drew Tranquil, Kyle Van Noy, and Nasir Adderley retiring. What are your vibes around the AFC West, AFC, and Super Bowl champion as of this moment up until about September 1st, Los Angeles Chargers? Do, do you hear that? Do you hear that noise kind of off in the distance? That's this team collapsing again under the weight of their own expectations. It doesn't really matter who they've added. It doesn't really matter who their coach is. It doesn't really matter who's calling the offense, who's calling the defense, any of those things. They find ways to charger. They look no further than them being up huge on the Jacksonville Jaguars and chargering that game completely and utterly away. I fully expect this team to do it again. I like the pieces that they have on both sides of the ball. I like what they can do with that offense. Quentin Johnston is a good addition. I think that he fits in that offense really well with the way that, you know, that Justin Herbert already is comfortable playing, throwing the ball up to Mike Williams. Got Keenan Allen as well. I, defense has some pieces that are good, that are going to be good, but... I just look at this team, and like every year, on paper, they should be much better than they are. And this team won't win a playoff game again. And if they don't win a playoff game again, they will go ahead, they will fire Brandon Staley, a move that they should have done last year, and this team will be searching for an identity again next offseason. I don't trust Brandon Staley. 
Uh, you know, vibes are guy is doing like, you know, awkward yoga before the game with headphones on and the cameras are catching him. That's the vibes around the Chargers right now. The vibes are the vibes are like being the most analytically aggressive coach followed by being like the most analytically passive coach the following year and then like just saying, oh, no, that was just my decision or something. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's all over the place. I think his defense is is intelligent. I think he does a good job game planning his defense to beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Other teams, not as much. Um, he spends clearly a lot of time trying to figure out how to beat the Chiefs. And while he has had success, his defense is had success against the Chiefs offense, he has struggled to actually beat the Chiefs, just like they've struggled to beat teams that when it actually matters for a decade plus now. So... I'm with Craig. It's more of the same. The vibes are more of the same until and you just got to, you got to get over the hump at some point in time. And the chargers kind of like we started this off with the bills. It's anxious. It's desperation. Like they're on the edge of this kind of having to blow up because this rendition isn't working. If it doesn't go through this year, how much longer can they cling to this core of a team and hope that it works out before you really have to start fixing stuff. If they can't get to the playoffs, if they can't even win a playoff game, Staley's probably got to be gone after this year. They're up against it. They they might be desperate. They might be the desperate team. And like, yeah. I know Brandon Staley's a lot of fun on social media and stuff like that. But man, I'm not buying it. Just not buying it. No. False bravado. All right, it's time. The Kansas City World Champion Chiefs. He losses. Orlando Brown Jr. left tackle. Safety, Juan Thornhill. Wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster. Defensive tackle, Colin Saunders. Offensive tackle, Andrew Wiley. Edge, Frank Clark as of now. And backup quarterback, Chad Henney. But additions, offensive tackle, Jawan Taylor. Wide receiver, Richie James made the list. Edge, Charles O'Minahue. Safety, Mike Edwards. Linebacker, Drew Tranquil. And backup quarterback, Blaine Gabbert, also known as a local Sea-Doo hero. Um, so... We, we know about the additions. I don't even know if we have to dive too much into the additions, yeah. the subtractions of this team. Just, what are your vibes around the Chiefs, Greg? What are the vibes for the world champion Chiefs? I mean, it's the, the house money. House money is the vibes right now. Last year, they reloaded, and the expectations were so much lower. They won the Super Bowl. I don't go into this season with the same expectations as... They have to go win the Super Bowl. They have to get the second one. They have to add another ring, another trophy to the case. That's not the way that I look at this team at all. And maybe because they got the second one. Like, it's just like everything is gravy now. There's not, the pressure is not on them. They clearly went out and they got more athletic. They clearly went out and got younger. And those two things are going to pay dividends two, three, four years down the road. You can hit me back then. If the Chiefs don't have another ring, then I may be a little more anxious about it. But right now, it's complete house money. I feel like this team is equivalent or better than last year's Super Bowl team. Yes, the wide receivers probably are worse. I feel like the offensive line is going to play a little bit better. Yes, I think that the uh, that the secondary is probably going to take a couple of lumps there just because sophomore slumps. Nothing nothing to do. I love the players. Nothing to do with any of that. But the pass rush, the guys that they added are better. So I feel like all of the negatives have kind of been counterbalanced by something else that they've done a good job of adding young players, young athletes to the roster. So a lot of these moves that they've made are going to take some time to grow, especially in the draft there, as we've talked incessantly about here. So just playing with house money, just enjoying the fact that they are a Super Bowl contender with this roster. 
without any contribution from any of the rookies there and that it could get better and it could be a better team. And then in years two, three, four down the road here, we're talking about a team that will be very difficult to beat in the playoffs. In a, in a similar vein, um, mine is kind of this. Uh, it doesn't matter. That's the vibe. It doesn't matter. And things might be tough. Uh, there might be some struggles offensively. There might be some struggles defensively. Maybe this new wide receiver group won't be as consistent to start. There won't be that reliability. They might struggle. There might be a couple games earlier in the year, like in 20, I believe it was 2020, where they couldn't beat me in coverage. The Detroit Lions that year were terrible and gave them all they could handle on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and just stuff like that might happen, but it doesn't matter. The defense might try to figure out how to replace some of the pass rush they lost or get some young, very young secondary to all be on the same page again and give up some big explosive plays. They might give up stuff because they're playing relatively decent teams this year throughout the entire season. They might lose some games, but it doesn't matter. What matters is they're going to get to the playoffs. It might be as one seed. It might be as an eight seed. It might just be sliding in and barely making the, the playoffs. It doesn't matter. They're going to be there. And when they're there, when that game kicks off, one team, barring injuries, is going to have Patrick Mahomes. They are going to have Chris Jones. They are going to have Travis Kelsey. And on the sidelines going to be Andy Reid. There's no four people in football that you can put out there on the opposing team that is going to make a single other team in the NFL a favorite to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. It doesn't matter where the game is. You can play it in Germany. You could play it on an aircraft carrier. You could play it in Antarctica. It doesn't matter. There is not a single other team that is going to be favored come playoff time over this Chiefs team, assuming that the teams are the same amount of healthy. This team is simply better because they have the best player in the world. They have the best tight end in the world. They have the best head coach in the world. And they have the best defensive tackle in the world. That's right, Aaron Donald. Move over. Chris Jones was better than you last year. They are simply better than everybody else. It doesn't matter. The struggles don't matter. It's It doesn't matter anymore. They've won two Super Bowls. They've been to three of them. They are the team waiting at the top. Oh, what? They might not be playing as good this year as you thought. They might not be as good at week 11 as you thought. It doesn't matter. They are going to win in the playoffs again because it's what they do. It's that simple. It's done. You can write it down. That is all this team does. Love it. Absolutely love it. All they've ever done is make it at least to overtime in the AFC Championship game. Their only losses under Patrick Mahomes as a starter, overtime in the AFC Championship game. It's an it man worse too. Yeah. It's not even just getting there. They're winning games They're winning. as well. Correct. Like it's yeah. It's crazy. And so we can spend all this time vibing out what these other teams are doing to catch them. Guess what? Everyone's still trying to catch them and they're not getting there. That is going to do it for the KC Laboratory. Thank you guys for joining us for this live edition of this vibe check around the AFC. We appreciate it. Thank you for sticking in here through my camera difficulties and through my uh, questionable hosting ability as we did this vibe check. But I appreciate every single one of you guys. Thank you. We will be back next Monday live at 9 p.m. Eastern. And we'll catch you all guys then. Thank you. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. 
KC Sports Network.